Fallen! All right, all right. Everybody take a seat, grab a drink. Let's get this show started. In three, and in two, and in one, how are you? Um, that sounded creepy, but it almost fits because our subject matter today is creepy as fuck. So it's kind of like yep. you're, you're giving me Ridgeway vibes. Ridgeway. Um, Gary. Gary. Ridgeway vibes. Ugh. Welcome. Is everyone named Gary? Welcome. A to weirdo. A, yeah, I think so. Gary and Larry's. Oh, all serial yes. killers. Welcome to another Super episode. Fans. Our final episode of... Dishonorable mentions for yeah. season two. And you picked a doozy. <laughs> I did. I, f- I figured I wanted to finish strong. Oh my God, you did. With one of the most prolific. The um, second most prolific in American history. As far as numbers go, right? I know we say that for the different serial killers, but n- they all kind of have their own, their own, uh, uniqueness. their own shit, their own uniqueness. Um, some did weird shit. Yes. Some, you know, uh, had nothing like Richard Ramirez, who had no M.O. Oh, you know, so anything weird. goes. It was all different ages, different weirdo. types of people, little he was children. Opportunity the, psycho. The worst thing I, I learned about him before, because I think the media does a good job of not talking about the children he raped. Yeah, because I, I wasn't I didn't know how many children he actually raped in the cases I know we're we're talking about Richard Ramirez and not the this other guy, but because we re- recently watched that Netflix documentary, but I didn't know how many children he had actually raped. Yeah, he was disgusting on a whole new like, level, a different like they kept focusing on his the fact that he was like a satanic person or yeah, but he had so know, many other but, issues. Oh, he was the worst. I mean, I think he was probably the worst person I've ever heard in my life. And the records, you know, they didn't charge him. With all those child mur- uh, rapes, because they already had him on fourteen counts of murder, I believe, right? And so, and and so many other, you know, other counts that they're like, he's not going away. He's, yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not gonna uh, get out anytime soon. We don't want to put the children through this, so they didn't charge him with all those, uh, you know, the child rape and sodomy and all those other nasty Ugh. things to kind of save the children, protect them. So you don't really hear about no. that in the news, or you don't hear about it when you read about him much. Uh, you really have to do the research, you know, but this new documentary did a great job of I think it helped those victims to heal to say, hey, we were also victims. Like yeah. there's there's a lot of children that survived him, yeah. not to mention other people that survived him that he shot or tried to kill and, and, and didn't, you know. So there were so many as many people as he killed the 14. There were twice, if not three times as many people that survived or were traumatized in one way, shape or form by this guy, including the detectives. Yeah, like it was so. where it, like he would rape the children and and male, female, all of it. Like yeah. he would do that, but he didn't kill them. Yeah, and then the old women. Um, he would. He raped oh old women, God. young women, men. He killed men. Yes, um, he was. He just, just eliminated the men yeah. as, as soon as possible. So oh, uh, what, uh, what a coward. But what a disgusting anyways, man. We're not talking about him. I know. Because the guy we're talking and well, the reason why we got off topic was because we're talking about how we talk about prolific, right? And so uh, the Night Stalker had his own nasty things he did. Mm-hmm. And he'll always go down in history for 
for that, for being that guy, um, you know, satanic and having no real MO, kind of breaking the mold when it comes to serial yeah. killers. And then there's also there's Ted Bundy, who just was known for for a different also breaking know, the mold because he was charming, charismatic smart, and rich. Unlike and all that. Gary Ridgway, oh. who was not so smart, apparently. No. If you do your research and um, he joined the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So. Like they said he had a low 80s IQ. That's crazy. And I, I don't know how he passed the ASVAP with a low 80s IQ. I know. Well, and I don't want to. I hate to get too like because there was something about him that he worked at the same place after the Navy. He worked. He was a a truck painter for 30 years. This guy was the most boring person in the world. Absolutely. Except for at night he went and killed and strangled women. And he had this like this really increased sexual appetite um what is that when you have sex with dead people necrophiliac yeah so he would like stash a a prostitute that's what oh my god this guy i mean you just go down a rabbit hole let's let's uh let's start let's do uh let's do the history okay let's start from the beginning so we we mentioned he joined the navy i'm Mm -hmm. i'm joking about the whole asvap thing but but it is real that he did have he did have low iq he had a low iq um, let's go back to his childhood then start from the beginning. So his mother, oh. like always, I know we joke about it's it all the, the time. Mom. Um, from the very first dishonorable mention, we joked about the overbearing mother. Um, uh, but it's so true in, in almost every single case, there is an overbearing mother, mm-hmm. um, uh, either an absent father or in this case, what I feel like a beta, maybe yes. the father was kind of a, of a beta, because he uh, let the mother bully him around to the point where Gary uh, even saw um, some violence between them two. And mostly it was from the mother to the father. One time breaking a dish over his head. And he'd just walk away. Yeah, the father just walked away like, okay, I deserve that. And, and you're it's like, weird because people reported that Ridgway was very meek. He never got upset. Um, his third wife even talked about how she thought that she had found the perfect person because yeah. he was so stable, boring, and boring, and like, like nah. you, yeah, like you said, like he was almost boring. Yeah, and and good never her, got mad. Good, good to her daughters. Yeah. Um. Never he, suspected a thing. Yeah, he had a. I know we're kind of getting ahead ourselves, I know, but sorry. he was no. He was a good father. He, he yes. had a he had a son with his second wife, who the son even mentioned. Um, that he, he was, was amazing father, and he says he'll always th- be thankful for the wonderful childhood he gave him. So weird, even though he was like he picked up a prostitute, um, pulled over on the side of the road, took the prostitute out, killed her while the little boys in the car, not even realizing what's going on. He had no clue. Came yeah. back and said, "Oh, she decided. My friend decided to walk home." Hmm. I mean, just yeah. crazy. So going back to his childhood, though, um, not the normal childhood. No. Although we always say the argument is like, who does have a normal childhood, right? <laughs> but his mom was like, like would get undressed, like kind of him. tease him as a teenager. Yeah. So even as a teenager, she oh, was yeah. bathing him. She was she bathing was. him, uh, washing his testicles. Yes. Um, and he remembers or he recalls when, you know, um, I guess he was an early teen. 
getting aroused, you know, and didn't understand why. But I'm like, yeah, you're 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 getting your your testicles rubbed. Yeah. You know? and, and, and just her mother like his, yeah. his brain up. And then her mother wearing like robes where her her boot popped out. I mean, you're like, this is this is early on Pornhub, right? Ugh, son, yes. son, son has sex with stepmom. Ooh. You know, one of those like. But this was his real mom. But this was real. Yeah, this and was his biological mother. It started manifesting because even as a teen, as a 16 year old, he never got tied with it until he got caught when he got caught and told them. But a six year old in his neighborhood got stabbed. Um, and then he said, yeah, I stabbed him I because I wanted to know what it was like to kill someone. And he walked away. Well, he apparently, so yeah, he told that to the kid. So when the kid reported it, they, he, he couldn't identify the person. But the kid mentioned that. Yeah. So it was in the police report that the kid said, the guy told me, I just wanted to see what it would feel like to kill somebody. Isn't and then walked away. Awful? He's fucking sick. But they said if you met him, boring, so quiet. It seems like he had these little spurts. These little moments where he lost it. It was almost like a controlled, like he lost it for a second. Like that moment where he stabbed the kid and then that was the end of it. He didn't go any further, right? Just like when he would yeah. pick up these prostitutes and then he didn't kill all of them. Because apparently there were times where he, he mentioned having sex with prostitutes 15 times a day. Oh my God. Um, and so obviously he didn't kill every single prostitute. But when he did, I mean, it was... They said that maybe there was something that triggered him. Like maybe they said something or. Yeah. And those or, are the ones yeah. that he, maybe they called him daddy. And, and, he didn't oh, like it. and he got caught so many times when you watch how, cause okay. That's the thing that as we get into this, he started killing what in 1982. Well, 82 is when they found the first victims, but let's, um let's finish talking about okay. his, his childhood because there's, there's, disturbed. yeah, no, there's still, there's, there's more to it. Right. <laughs> So he, like you said, he stabbed a, a boy when he was a teenager and it was a six year old boy. Oh, Keep this in mind. Baby. Stabbed him. He lived, but still stabbed him in the in the stomach. Yeah. Um, also, uh, friends that he didn't have many friends, but the ones that did kind of know him um, weren't really friends of his. Just people he kind of hung out in the same circle just by 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 proximity, I guess. Yeah. Um, one of the ladies I was interviewed that knew him from high school and apparently her brother um, knew him too. Like I said, just running around the same circle. Um, there was a point where he did something or said something to one of the female friends and the guy kind of stood up to him and said, Hey, you know, why'd you do that or say that or whatever? Right. I don't remember the whole story that she was mentioning, but apparently he turned around and this was, this happened in, in the men's restroom turned around and peed on the guy's leg. <laughs> so you're like, who the fuck does that in yeah. response to somebody threatening you or, or sticking up for somebody else? Um, he was also a bedwetter. Um, his father was also a bus driver. Like you said, he's kind of a meek man, mm -hmm. right? He was a bus driver, um, just did his job every day, went to work, came home, went to work, came home, obviously put up with an abusive wife. And um, he would take him sometimes. On these bus rides and he would talk about because apparently there's a street uh, called the strip in washington right that this is where all the hookers hang out and the the kids go party and he would point out these hookers and he would say those are hookers i hate hookers i hate street walkers whatever you know every insult on the book very religious people apparently so they didn't like street walkers but then i was like oh well that's probably where he gets his hatred of street walkers of well, you know prostitutes 
Then you find out that his father would sometimes, in between his his his, uh, his bus breaks, he would go and have sex with these prostitutes, and he'd be in the in the bus. So you're like, oh, so going back to what you said about him and his son, you know, picking up a prostitute while his son was in the back seat. Oh, I never put that together. It kind of yeah. You're like, well, he fucking learned it from his own father. His oh father. My God hated these prostitutes but then kind of taught him that it's okay to have sex with them right he was still obsessed it was like he knew they were bad but he could not he was addicted and he even said that later in all his interviews that prostitutes not killing them because he did that too but just prostitutes being with them was like alcohol to an alcoholic like he could not stop yeah yeah so obviously messed up childhood. Once again, we say this all the time. Who didn't grow up with with something messed up going on in their life? You know, there's people out there that have been through way worse, never killed anyone. Right. Um, but nonetheless, um, I think going back to our very, very first episode, when you're going through the psychology of why people do this, it's kind of like a recipe. Right. Yeah. One less thing happens. And this guy ends up not being a serial killer. Yeah. Right. One less thing happens that in his life. Um, maybe it's that one thing that, that pushed him over the edge. You know, the, the maybe if his mother's not in the picture, maybe if his father's not in the picture, um, or maybe if his father just did one thing differently, maybe if he had stood up to his mother one time, you know, mm-hmm. that may have never, that may have never triggered him to be a serial. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what the recipe is, right? It's that little, that little sprinkle that, that changes, you yeah. know, you from being a serial killer, you know, that makes him different from you who had a you had a tough childhood. I had a tough childhood. Now, with that being said, we had it better than most, I would say. Yeah. Right. But we didn't yeah. have a beautiful we didn't have this amazing like everything was given to you. Everything was easy. You know, yeah, our parents, like Bieber, our parents worked. Our parents worked. You know, they were the, the a normal couple. You know, you're you had older parents, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you were homeless for a while. But at the end of the day, you know, that struggle taught us to be better people. You know, we joined the military. Mm-hmm. We learned different skill sets. We grew up. We're better parents for that reason. We took all those skills and turned them around and became better people, which is what most humans do. Yeah. I when believe you, that yeah. most humans that, that face some kind of resiliency, most comics come from shitty backgrounds. Oh. You, so you're <laughs> telling me like your odds are if you come from a really shitty background, you're either going to be your odds are you're going to become a really good comic or a serial killer, you know. And so what is that ingredient? What is the one ingredient that makes that person act out in this way versus the rest of us? You know, so weird. Um, and I know that they, you know, they, they always talk about the the overbearing mother, you know, the absent father, um, you know, being molested as a child makes you, you know, want to molest other children as well. So it's like it's 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 a big circle. Um, either way, this guy had all those ingredients, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that's also probably what made him a good father is yeah. that he he had both parents in his life, which that's not the norm for most yeah. of these guys. Right. Or, or, or girls like, you know, your Eileen Warnos. Um, but nonetheless, you know, um, becomes one of the most prolific serial killers. Now, when we talk about that, we talk about the numbers. We yes. Insatiable, insatiable, insatiable yes. uh, love of prostitutes. To the point where he admitted to having sex 15 times a day with one of the, pro- with, well, not just one, but just with just prostitutes around, daily. Ad- all the um, time. His second wife mentioned how he would just l- want to just be constantly wanting to have sex and having sex. and ha- So can you imagine he's having sex with her 
And then he's having, I mean, it is a sickness then. If he yeah. can't get enough. I mean, here's the thing. It's like physically, physically, that's hard to do. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying. Physically, your body just cannot pr- produce enough sperm. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> he like, must be a dehydrated. What, what the <laughs> fuck was he doing? Yeah, what, what is he on? <laughs> I was going to say, like, give, give me some of that. As long as it doesn't, you know. Making me want to murder anybody. (laughs) Give me some of that shit. Like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So I I don't know. But, um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that, that, that's, that's a sickness, right? Yeah. It's got to be a sickness, right? And, and we're not even. He had an addiction hardcore. We're not even talking about killing you. We're just talking. Yeah, I know. He had a hard, he had a hard addiction. (laughs) Um, so then now, okay. So then he graduates, right? He gets in trouble, um, in high school. They didn't know about him stabbing the kids. That that's a, that doesn't even count yet. That doesn't even come up till later, uh, when he gets arrested, when he starts telling the cops his stories and everything. So that that's not even why he gets in trouble. I don't even remember why he got in trouble. But he gets in trouble. He barely graduates, and he decides to join the navy. Uh, so this is during Vietnam. Goes to Vietnam, and then. Um, he's on a boat. Apparently he did see some combat. So he wasn't, you know, he wasn't on like one of the big, uh, um, big boats, you know, in, in the middle of the ocean. Apparently he was off the shore. And so he did get to see some combat. Um, but he did, he did maintenance around the boat. I couldn't find, I was trying to look to see what MOS he was or whatever the, the Navy calls it, whatever his job was. The Navy's has some weird jobs, by the way. They do. <laughs> there, there is a job. There's a, I don't even, like I said, I don't even call it MOS. Uh, military occupational specialty, whatever. I don't know what they call it, but whatever it is, they have some where you can sign up with nothing, um, with with no um, kind of like an open contract. So it's like try to go and see what you enjoy. Oh my god! So I, I knew somebody that had had signed one of those. It's kind of like an open contract where you're like you have no real job. You just get assigned to like a boat, and they give you all these weird duties. So you do all the shitty work, and then from there, I don't know if you have like a time limit or whenever, but you get to choose a job once you're in. But wow. imagine imagine going into the military without knowing what your job is, and they just kind of give you whatever shit detail. <laughs> that, that's called the shit detail MOS to me. Yeah. But apparently, I don't know if that still exists, but I did know somebody that went in under that contract. You know her, too. I don't know if you remember her. Uh-huh. Little Shorty um, Amarillas. Is that what her name? Do you remember oh, her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, back in the day, because she was older when, yeah. when we knew her. So but she, I guess when she was younger. Yeah, and she wasn't the brightest person in the world, just to maybe, say. Maybe. Yeah, maybe um, that. <laughs> but she uh, w- would tell me, like, yeah, we, you know, I did four years in the Navy, and I never had a real official job. I'm like, that's crazy. <gasps> so who that knows? Who knows? But um, I couldn't find his, his his MOS, but I know he worked on a little a little boat, saw some combat. But the oh, most during impor- Vietnam era. During Vietnam, yes. And then so the most important part, you talked about this. You're the one who told me about this. But what was he doing when he wasn't on the boat? He was getting some prostitutes in, in Vietnam. Wherever he he stopped, he was he even contracted or contracted. Is that what you say? Contracted. Yeah, you can say that. Yes, gonorrhea. He contracted some gonorrhea. I guess. <laughs> when? No. What do you say? He, he signed up for it. He signed. <laughs> no. He contracted. No. What is it? I don't. I, I what guess. do you do yeah, when you, you contract? contract? No, but you, when the doctor says or something, you contract. You caught it. You caught. You caught the 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 hives. The you caught it. I don't know. I've never had an STD, so I wouldn't know. I don't know either, but, but I think that's they the right word. Contracting? Yeah, you, you can contract, contract something. I'm going to look this up. But his contract, like, he got 
gonorrhea. He got gonorrheas. He got gonorrheas. He got he got rotted off the field um, to <laughs> get tested. Disgusting. That's what you do. You have to test it. You have, you know what you know what that means, right? What you get rotted off the field. Like you get you know what that means. So when you leave, the, when you're out shooting. Yeah, I know yeah, what that so is. So when you do th- for STDs, do you know how they test it in men? How? Well, what do you do when you? They put a stick in it. Well, they put yeah a swab. <gasps> Inside your pee-pee hole. That hurts the penis I don't even have. Yeah, so... Oh, my God. That's what I've heard. I don't... I think <laughs> it's, I've never never had it, but it's a joke. It's like everyone always says, oh, you got to go get rotted off <laughs> the field. <laughs> Make sure you don't got nothing. Well, we so. just have the duck things. <laughs> yeah, your your urethra is a little bigger than ours. Yeah, they so just put those duck clamps and expand. They just open it? Yeah, it's Does like, it make it that noise? Like quack, quack. They should. That's if, funny. If they That's were hilarious. funny. The funny doc. Imagine you had who was that doctor? Who was uh, a? <laughs> it was a. There was a movie about him. Happy something. <laughs> anyway, Robin Williams. Robin played Williams it. played him. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> if it was that guy, he would put a little little duck <laughs> at the end of those quack <laughs> quack, and then he'd open up your your little vagina and give you a little STD test. <laughs> Anyways, so yes, he contracted. Yeah, I think it's contracted STDs in Vietnam, and uh, I feel like it's not. I feel like it's a different word. Like when people say. He went overseas and he co- contract like he you can contract. He conducted an STD like like a no, symphony. Like, <laughs> la, la, like you contract la, la, COVID. La, la. You know, yeah. I mean, people say you caught COVID, but it's really you see where it's something. Yeah. COVID. You cunt. You cunted. You cunted COVID. You cunted an STD. Anyways, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't know. This is not an educational show. Yes. This Quit is just with the a vocabulary dumb test. podcast. Uh, about serial killers. That's all it is. We're making fun of people with. So AD. I know we're, we're talking about <laughs> dumb people, and here we are. <laughs> like, they're like, probably don't want to show your this, number. This moron had a low IQ. <laughs> Unlike me, oh. I am a very smart man. No, I'm a very smart man. Yes, I am. Da da. No. Quack quack. No. <laughs> you know the quack things. You know the quack things. Um, anyways, so now we know he had a shitty childhood. His mom was overbearing. His dad was a, a, a beta, got beat by his own mother, uh, went out and, and, and solicited prostitutes. Um, and, you know, so obviously he learned a lot of shit from his parents. He was probably acting out. And when he murdered these prostitutes, he might have even been thinking about his own mother. <gasps> Maybe. Right. And like all the shit she did to his father and to him. Um, so another thing uh, that his mother would do is she would. And this is the neighbors they interviewed. The back at the you know the, their neighbors when he was young, um, she would wear the shortest shorts. Oh she yeah, was, she was she that was mom. A, she was ahead of her time. She was and that from mom. the pictures, uh, she wasn't that bad. <laughs> Garrett Ridgeway had a hot Uh-oh, mom. Oh no wonder he was getting excited. Um, and so she would wear the short shorts, the short dresses to the barbecues, and all the guys were looking at her, or whatever. And so it was like, okay, all right, I get you. So I mean. But that can't turn you because otherwise all these Hollywood kids. Yeah, I mean, you know, their moms. That's but back then it wasn't as, as accepted, especially like in, now it's it's fine if you have especially a in that area. Like it's not like they were in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Um, But they were like we said, it's a recipe. It's a recipe. Right. No one thing can do it. It was a recipe of, 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 of a bunch of fucking things. She was that, a Stacy's mom. What's Stacy's mom? Stacy's mom. Got it going, going on. on. Yep. You remember yeah. that song. I can't, do. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so now we're out of Vietnam. Or Stifler's mom. 
Ooh, Stifler's mom. That was the beginning of a MILF, right? Yeah. That was where the term MILF came. So she was a MILF. She was the OG MILF. Baby, can I tell you you're a DILF? Oh, am I? Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. I don't know what that means. Dad. I'd like to hear what it means. What is it? Dad, I like to... to have fun with. Have fun with. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Let's go have some fun. Okay. After this show. Oh. Now that everybody's done throwing up, let's uh, continue. So he's out of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Comes back, marries, I believe was either, not his high school, no, because he didn't have a sweetheart, but it was someone no. someone he knew from back home. Yeah. Comes back, marries her. She ends up being, and this is another thing we is talked about. Crazy? She ends up being um, overbearing herself. Yeah. Um, when he comes back, so I get, I, oh, I'm sorry, he, he got married while he was in the Navy, I believe. Yeah. Because when he came back, he found out that she had moved out, moved in with two other guys. Yeah. And was dancing. She was, right, pro- she no, was she was a she prostitute. was a prostitute. So he's like, Okay, well I'm done with you. So that's funny that he looked for this lady that ended up being a prostitute. So obviously he had these things that he was looking for in women and she probably and they probably reminded him of his mother, right? Yeah. She was probably wild, an alpha, so kind of weird. probably crazy in bed, all these other things that when he left, she ended up moving out with two dudes and ended up being a prostitute. So I don't think he turned her into a prostitute, right? I believe that he was, she had these, in, it, 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 it was inherent in 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 her. And yeah. he, he fell in love with her, with mm-hmm. this, with these things that she had already. So I believe she was already meant to be a prostitute or yeah. in this, live in this world, right? Yeah. And so he just fell in love with a woman who was kind of like his mother. And then he gets divorced and marries a second woman. This is the one he has a child with, right? Yes. She ends up then later on becoming a stripper, correct? Mm-hmm. So there's another one. Like who just who just becomes a stripper? Like people don't just become prostitutes. They don't become. I think it's got to be in them, right? So they may have also had. I mean, I'm not like saying he's a, it's a he's, bad thing. He's I mean, you can be a stripper if you want to be, but to, to sexually um, active women, open-minded women, women. Yeah. and then if you're already. A sexually open-minded you might become a prostitute if you're already like oh i yeah if, I, I love my sexuality i want to show it off and make some money i'm like high five girl I'm yeah not sex workers yeah we're not judging yeah, no it's the like, oldest profession in the yeah, world sex it. workers um you know strippers make your money yeah right? but i'm saying for this Missy guy Elliott. to be attracted it's not yeah it's Set not it. It's not that's not the issue. It's the issue is that, that he hated he them. happens to be attracted to women that lean yes. this way. And that's okay, but obviously he wasn't okay with it no. because he divorced them. Um yes. I mean obviously if they're cheating on you and things like that and the, obviously he didn't know those things about them, but he knew something about them that he, you know, loved and I guarantee you that they were just in as into sex as much as he was. Yeah. And that's probably why he married them, right? And then he's like, "Oh, and then he's like, oh, but, but then he was also, remember, he was still super religious. Yes. So there's like, this conflict of like, dude, prophesizing. Prophesizing. Yep. Prophesizing. When you go, you know, door yep. to door, knocking yep. on people's doors. Conducting STDs. You know? <laughs> prophesizing, conducting prophesizing. STDs. How do you say that? Prophesizing? How do you say it? What? Prophesizing? Prophesizing? No, just prophesizing, I believe. I don't even know. Just the prophet. Anyways, so <laughs> he was... Telling people it's about Jesus. But but then he, here he was going around having... So um, you asked earlier, so now we're at that moment. Okay. Um, 1982 is when they first discovered, 
And I think they found three women because they, well, actually, no, they found four. So they found one. Um, a guy was on a boat in down the Green River. This is why he's called the Green River Killer. Yeah. Um, in Washington. And he sees a body, what he thinks is a mannequin at first, dumped in the river. Mm-hmm. It's very shallow or very shallow part of the river. And um, he calls the police. And, yeah, it turns out it's a body. And one of the detectives that shows up, she happened to be working with, uh, I think it's sex crimes, right, that she talked about. And she herself admits to having uh, been molested as a child, sexually assaulted. And Mm -hmm. so she was attracted to this job because she felt like she could help these little girls, you know, or or young women. um, Because she would often help out the the prostitutes in in these areas. And she, she, she... she knew that a lot of them came from broken homes that yeah. they themselves had been molested. And so she really had her heart um, was set in helping these these women and and working these sexually assaulted and rape, uh, you know, cases and all that stuff. And even even some murder cases where sex is, was involved. Right. And so she knew a lot of these prostitutes because she had been working with them in the past from them either being arrested or or coming you know to the police with you know sexual assault being raped and all that so she knew the streets she knew these these girls and so the the first one they found right she says she was just laying there with her arm kind of out and because the river was you know pretty active right there in that in that little area there was a part where it was kind of the river was just kind of flowing in in a little circle by that little bank and her mm-hmm. making her hand look like it was <gasps> waving. So she's like, I remember, distinctly remember seeing her like, you know, just a few feet, like very clear. Very, it's a very clean river. You could see very clearly to the bottom. And this girl was there waving. What looked so like what crazy. appeared to her be waving because, you know, the way the river was moving. When they moved her, they realized there was two other bodies below her. So he dumped these three people right there. So they found immediately, this is 82, they found three mm-hmm. bodies. Then they found the fourth body, not mm-hmm. far from there, since they were already there. So now you've got four women, four murdered women, all appear to be prostitutes that worked in that the strip, what they call uh-huh. the strip. One of them happened to be a young lady that she knew from oh. the streets, that she had helped before. So it really, it really hit close to home to this detective. And uh, from then on, the floodgates just opened. Yes. Between 82, 83, 84. They would just find them like on the daily sometimes. Just just like 40, like all down the Green River. In other um, marshy areas because there was a lot of foresty areas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he would, he he would, some of them he would go. Like once the the Green River area, once they found those, then obviously he couldn't go back there and then he found other places. Yeah. So some of them were buried in shallow graves. Some of them were just thrown in there. And what's so weird, this is going to just sicken you. This is the sickest thing about him, is that he would revisit them mm, yes. until they would get maggots. And then he said, once they got maggots, I, it well, just felt weird. He would revisit them, but what's the most sick part about that, though? Oh, he also had his son in the truck not too far away. And that's pretty sick. Okay. He would have sex with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what he, I meant. Well, yeah, but I'm yeah, just saying, I, like, I want to make sure that. people understand that. He they, was having sex with them until yeah, they he, had maggots. He didn't just revisit them to see like the victim, the bodies. He yes. would have. He'd go back to have sex with the bodies. That's. And I mean, maggots is where he draw the line. All of that is sick. All right. All of it. All to, of it. To murder somebody. 
throw them in a shallow grave or just on top of in in, in an in open bush. wooded area, and then to go back to take your son. So gross. Even though he left him in the car, still and he then would be a hundred my a uh, hundred yards away. But then to fucking have sex with these dead bodies. So yeah, and that's just when you said the word maggots right there. So I'm like, whoa. So between those years, that's when they found 49. So after 85, finds his third wife. Yeah. Third wife marries her. Claims she claims nicest guy I've ever met. Yes. Not a not a mean bone in his body. Like we said earlier, he was great to my daughters. He was great to his son from his second wife. Yeah. The son, as a grown man, admits he was the, the best father. Saw them, you know, he was a... Never missed a soccer game. Nope. Um, he might have just been coming from a, took a him, killing. Took him took him on rides to the woods. Yes. Oh, he, and he would, yeah. <laughs> he. But that was the thing that... Get it? Um, there's two wives. Yeah. That always, are the second wife He's always and taking the me son. to the woods. He's yes. always taking me to the woods. <laughs> he would. He would. Like, so he took his second wife... He never lets me walk around. outdoor sex... In all the places that he was oh, leaving right. bodies. That was his second wife, right? Yeah. So his second wife, you're right. When they interviewed her later on, she went and told them, yeah, he was kind of weird. Like he would love having sex in open areas, kind of open. I mean, in the woods, it's it's outdoors. outdoors. Right? Not really where there's a lot of people, but outdoors. And when she told the police where the different places that he would take her to have sex in these different wooded areas, they were all in the same areas where they found bodies. So yeah. he already knew the areas. Either he was having sex with her, and then he's like, oh, this is a great area to hide a body, and then he'd come. Or he had already been there, hid a body, and he was having sex with his oh. second wife in the same place he had just dumped the body. He's disgusting. I, I guarantee you it's the it's all of the above. Oh, yes. I guarantee all you he was the, scouting areas with her, his, and I guarantee you he was, he was fucking her in areas he already buried people in. He would take his son on bike rides in these, in these areas. In these areas. That's oh. Just... Just, just so he could go crazy. see that grave. Can you imagine? What if he took his ex, his wife, and and literally had sex on top of a grave, like oh, somewhere like he had buried, like he, he knows. That. Like, I, bet. I bet you he had to have gotten some kind of thrill for that, right? But then go back. Oh. This is a person with no, the nicest guy, just never yelled, never got upset. Yeah. Unlike BTK. Who yes. BTK, now that, that, you know, once they found out about him, once they found out who he was, because that guy took forever to get to caught. capture. Yeah. But when they did get him, um, his daughter, isn't there a big story where she yeah. talks like uh, about the uh, he was he was pretty mean. Yeah. And he, he was, was a very, very abusive to yes. them and everything. So it kind of comes back and makes sense. They're like, look, we just thought he was an abusive dad. We didn't think he was a murderer yeah. or a serial killer. Um, not this guy. Not this guy. Not a not not a mean thing to say about him. No. They're like, nah, he worked he worked long hours. And he got he caught. He worked long hours. <laughs> he got caught so many times with prostitutes. And sometimes he would get arrested, but a lot of times they're like, they let him go. So, they let him go. And then they would let like, oh, he got caught with this prostitute. And not four months later, so the they only, found that body. The only two times he actually only got caught twice. Okay. So actually, no, I'm, let me re- let me there was two times he got caught where he actually got, you know, um, he went to, to jail for yeah. it and just got a fine, whatever it is you get, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there were other times he got caught, but they were like, all right, look, don't be out here. Just kind of got a warning. warning and then they let him go. But the two times that he got caught and went in, that he was in jail and out, went through the whole, you know, the whole and ringer. And they're looking for the killer of prostitutes. Well, 
during this time? Well, no, not yet. The first, so the first time was in '82 before, uh-huh. before they had found the killer. Okay, so, before. so they, he had already been caught once before they found the bodies. So they, they, they weren't even looking for a killer at this time. He just, he, he was just another Joe or another mm-hmm. John, whatever you call him, right? He was just another John, I'm sure, since this area was known as the Strip, where there was a lot of, you know, uh, uh, you know, strip bars and 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 just regular bars and, and clubs he lived near it. and yeah, and 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 and, uh, and prostitutes. I'm sure he wasn't the only one. That's the thing, right? They probably caught Johns yeah. all the time. So in '82, before they found all these the 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 women, the the before they were looking for a serial killer, he was caught like anybody else as a John, and he went in through the the system, right? So they had him in the system as a John, right? And then the second time he goes through the whole process was in 2001, the year that he actually got caught for the murders. So those were the only two years that he actually got caught and went through the whole system where his, he was fingerprinted and everything else, right? The rest of the times he was caught in the act. And at the time, I'm sure the cops were like, look, I don't fucking want to go through Just this shit. Just get out of here. Just get out of here. Like, I don't want to fucking fingerprint but you, do all that. In this time, also, what, uh, he kidnapped a girl, the the family went looking for this truck because they saw who that the girl was in the truck they looked for this truck they found the truck sent a deputy and they talked to the guy and he still got off so let's talk more about that i'm glad you brought that up because i have a theory about this right and we talked about it a little bit so i don't know what's going to and i don't want to besmirk this this lady's name but you tell me what you think right so you're talking about the the time he, there was a woman and her boyfriend, right? And mm-hmm. I'm throwing quotations up there because I'm still not sure how this works. And it's a little strange. They're at a restaurant. The boyfriend goes outside to make a phone call on a payphone because this is in the you know early 80s. And then he comes back into the restaurant and the girlfriend is gone. That alone is strange, right? He doesn't admit that there was any fight or anything going on. There's just she was just gone, and he's like, "Okay." So she's sitting in a restaurant, and all of a sudden, he then he, the story changes from now. He's like, "Oh, so then I drove, so I got in my car and I started driving, and I see her in a truck in front of me, speaking to the driver." That's how he describes it, mm-hmm. and he's following them. And all of a sudden, he gets to a stop sign. They make a left turn. He he turns left. By the time he turns, he loses them, mm-hmm. doesn't see them anymore. Okay, and I'm just describing it as the guy described it, as we've read about it and seen it. And then all of a sudden, nothing happens. Two days later, he decides to go tell the, her father, her father and him go looking for her. They find this truck that he was following, and they find it, and they call the police, and they tell him, here's the truck we were following when we thought she was in this truck. And then the police go and they go interview him. They don't even interview him. They knock on his door and they say, you know, how are you doing? You know, someone mentioned they saw some girl with he's like, nope, not not me. That's not me. They're like, okay, cool. They don't even ask to go in. They don't even ask to check the house. Nothing. Okay, great. That's the story. Now, here's what's wrong with that story. If me and you were 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 boyfriend, if we were more than friends like we are now, because we're Mm -hmm. clearly just platonic. Yeah. No, but seriously, (laughs) if we were in a restaurant and you disappeared. Yeah. First of all, that's weird as fuck. Yeah. I wouldn't just be following you and be like, whoa, what's going on? Why is she in the car with this guy? Yeah. They claim she was kidnapped by him. But if she was in a restaurant in an open area, how could he kidnap her? Yeah. In a restaurant, right? She had to have gone willingly. So here's my theory. My theory is that maybe they were boyfriend and girlfriend. 
But I feel like he was her pimp. Yeah. I feel like he was her pimp and he was out there making calls because he wants to leave her alone. I feel like this guy, Gary Ridgway, who was a professional John mm-hmm. picking up prostitutes, knew probably maybe this restaurant or this street or wherever there's there's or maybe she was out maybe she walked out maybe she wasn't even in the restaurant maybe she walked out to the corner as he's in the on the phone booth just kind of watching over her and then you know she he picks her up he sees her in the corner picks her up then he's like okay as as a responsible john i mean as a responsible pimp (laughs) i'm gonna follow them and make sure everything's good once he notices okay cool they're good she's off you know, she maybe she gives them a sign. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever prostitute pimp uh, relationship they might have. <laughs> you know, if I, if I was a, a pimp, I'd have I'd have I'd have you give me signs. You know what I mean? <laughs> she would. Like like we'd, we'd have it all down. Right. <laughs> Just make sure. You'd get, send be me a, so annoying. I'd be like, I'm trying to work. Here. I know. But give me a happy sign if everything's good. <laughs> so who knows? And he, he's like, OK, cool. He lets her go. He does his thing. And then she doesn't come back. He's like, oh, I'm a little nervous, but I'm not going to go to the cops because I'm a fucking pimp and she's yeah. a prostitute who waits two days, who waits two days to go looking for. Her? Finally, he goes to the dad and he's like, oh, I'm not going to tell her dad. She's a fucking prostitute. and I'm her pimp. So I'm just going to be like, hey, dad, like your daughter's missing. And I think I saw her in this truck. And then they go looking and they see this truck. And then when the when they say nothing, the guy's like, he's not willing to push it because he doesn't want to get caught as a pimp because who doesn't push any further? I know. Like, you're no, right. I seriously saw that. So to me, that story is fishy. Now, sadly, she did end up being dead. They found yes. her later on. So to me, that story of like she just disappeared. And then I two days later is when I went to the police after I found the truck. Like I think there's this story so highlights all the the sadness like these of girls everyone, were yes. were just being used. They were in bad situations and no one like they had a task force and then they disbanded the task force a couple Twice, of think, times. Right? Yeah, like yes. one, at one point, I think they were spending two million dollars a year on the task. Yes. Force. And this was in the 80s. This they had over 40 people for yeah. decades, decades that this went on. And so it's so weird because this guy alluded. So he was on the radar so many times um, when they're looking for this killer of prostitutes so good yes so you twice he got caught yes so we mentioned that as a as a john as a john you know uh soliciting right soliciting but two other times he was brought i think three actually three times he was brought in for questioning because other i was so popular out in the in the in the prostitute scene they're like this guy comes around all the time and this um, guy and and he choked a girl. Yeah. And then they went and asked him like he so he choked a prostitute. But let all her go. in the same thing like this. That's what he did. All these women were killed the same way. They were strangled. So he starts strangling this girl. She fought back, ran away and got help, reported it. And they bring him in and he's and they're like what you know and he goes yeah that happened she bit me she bit me and, and it I, made I me choked mad her, and, and i choked I, her for yeah. a few minutes and then i i let her go and that's why she she was gone like, and the cops are probably like, yep that's exactly what i would do if someone bit me if a prostitute oh bit my me God. so they like so, you have a guy killing prostitutes by strangling you have someone who got away reported to the police he strangled me but what does that say about that area because like I said, the reason why he, he, he was a suspect amongst a thousand suspects. Yeah. So in but retrospect, in retrospect, you got to think like how many others? I guarantee you there was 50 
a hundred maybe i don't know people that St- other stories of the same thing like you know this guy tried to choke me if if there were that many prostitutes if there was so rampant in that city how many guys you think got brought in over the same thing this guy slapped me this guy beat me this guy didn't pay me this guy you know was a little too rough when we had sex i mean how many times do you think that those stories came in how many people did they interview that they slapped or choked a prostitute because she did something or said something or whatever but as long as there's no murder they're like well there's a thousand of these but guys there so was 40 more murders i'm just saying <laughs> but know. but every single one of those guys was probably you. a suspect i think that they were half asking all of these i think that part well there's of them, that too there's that I too i think that some cared and some like as far as share, yeah, because there is a part where there was one guy that was completely in charge. Yes, and the cops oh. when when they went so going back to that story okay. when they went back to visit him uh, to ask him about the missing girl and that it was seen in his truck and they're like and someone reported that it was this truck and he said nope not me and they said can we come in he said no they're like okay fine that wasn't reported because that's by the police that yes. wasn't by the detectives that was done by a regular police officer and the detective that was in charge of this case never knew about that for six months for six Six months months. he didn't know that they had asked this guy that they had interviewed him about a missing girl so even within their own department they just didn't have their shit together and i feel bad because they just didn't have the funding the money so can you imagine being that detective i mean you're you've got a life too right yeah i mean you're already traumatized talk about the detectives from the richard ramirez case those guys oh my god if there isn't a book already i need to research that if there isn't a book that those two wrote either individually or together um, and the re- uh, the fact that there's no movie about them like blows like, my mind. Like the heroes, like they are everything that police officers should be. Because they talked about the things they went through through that case, right? Yeah. They stuck to the, the the evidence and everything. And even though they're not the ones that physically caught them, but they're the ones that put all the clues together that said this is the guy. They linked them to all the rapes, the murders, the the child, uh, you know, molestations, and and so my point is that if they maybe had this kind of attitude up there like but what am i i guess my real point was that the toll it took on their families oh my right God, and so yeah. if you're in washington and you're going through this you're like i can't handle this 40 something cases i mean the guys down in in la with richard ramirez they were dealing with five cases at one point six yes. cases that was it i know that's that's a lot that's not a little but 40 is 40. not 49 is a lot and actually it was actually 48 cases mm-hmm. until they caught him then he admitted to one more and then they're like, okay, boom, we got you. And it wasn't until after he was convicted that uh, convicted that they were like, he's like, there's actually 71. And that's the number we ended up with. But who fucking knows? I know. Did, he, re- did knows? he didn't keep notes? Was there before? <laughs> was there more before 82? Was there more yeah. after? So there are. The, so I did read something that came off a little weird that said there was only out of the 49 um, that, that he was convicted for. Uh, they believe that only three of those he murdered between 85 and 2001, which is when he was married to his third wife. Yes. So his wife, that that third wife, she divorced him like what, nine years after like after she he was, got caught. They all like she was in disbelief when he got caught. Um, and what eventually Yeah, he kept telling her he, it wasn't. Him. It wasn't. Um, so but once because it, it, it had went cold. So the second wife knew that he was he had been investigated a couple times and by the um 
by the 90s, they kind of knew it was this guy, but DNA hadn't caught up yet. They had DNA, but it wasn't quite there. And that's the other reason why I kind of feel bad for this police department, because we can sit here and, you know, Monday quarterback this thing all day long. But the fact that these guys just like if it was me, like would I put my family first, I'm like, look, I'm only I'm going to give you the time that I can give you to the police department to be a detective. Right. Yeah. I'm not single, but I'm I also have kids and a family. Right. It seems like in order to be able to do that job or to do it to the best of your ability, you almost have to be like a single guy. Yeah. To really be able to put in like 20 hour days. I mean, that's insane. That's what the Richard Ramirez guys were doing. They were putting in 19, 20 hour days. Oh, my gosh. And they would get sleep like three hours a day and then come back. And then not, not only because they had evidence to go over, not only because they had things to do, but because they there kept getting called. Mur- there was another murder. Or another so you don't, you don't even get a chance to fill out the paperwork. Right. Like it's yeah. like that's why they're doing 20 hour days. It's like they're not collecting evidence for 20 hours. They're 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 doing all the paperwork and then they're being called back for another murder. That's the oh thing. My gosh. So if you're this guy. Like when when the task force for like two years, I think there were 40 strong, they said 40, Mm -hmm. 45 strong. And they were spending Mm -hmm. two million a year. And then they're like, okay, you guys aren't giving us any shit. You guys aren't giving us any real leads. We can't continue to spend two million dollars a year. So we're going to cut the task force from 40 to just one again. So you're like, come on, when they do that, what do you do? What do you do? You just say, look, look, I'm going to give you all I got. And all I got is fucking 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah, that's all I got at this pay rate. Like unless you fucking (laughs) give me a a task force again, like there's nothing else I can do. And so I can't even blame. And when I do ask you for money to to send this to because New York apparently and Miami and Florida had technology, new technology in the late 80s and 90s that may have been able to determine the DNA in smaller samples, things like that. Um, it was too expensive. So the, the, the you know, Washington, they were like the, the, the county was like, we don't have this money. So sorry, hold on to the evidence. And then the, the, the places that did have the testing, they're like, you need more samples. You need larger samples. Yeah. You, we, this is too small of a sample. The technology isn't um, good enough to, to take a small sample like that and determine the DNA from that small sample. Now we do. Now we have the technology to take literally like the smallest sample and determine all kinds of shit from that, right? And um, But they just didn't have it back then, so they were shit out of luck. Um, and then there was the other part of like, well, when we did have some samples, um, you needed, there were certain tests that would destroy the evidence as it's testing yeah. it. And so you're like, yes, we can test it. But when you get it, when we're done with this, this will no longer be evidence because it'll be destroyed. Um, So if it comes out negative, then you You don't get you don't get you don't get another chance. Um, So the best thing to do is hold on to this until technology gets better or your fucking state can afford it. Yeah. And so it was one of those where you're like, it's political. It's. Um, it's a matter of like not having enough, uh, you know, people enough qualified and not qualified, but the technology wasn't there. The training wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I just go back to, it was so rampant. I think the problem really was, I mean, obviously being, you know, having finding murdered women was an issue, Yeah. but the prostitution, 
How how do yeah. you control this when when you have a thousand suspects because you because the prostitution is so popular in this in this strip that they call the strip in this area, then it's going to continue. So maybe you stop it at the root. Maybe you start policing this area. Maybe you start cleaning up the area. Maybe you control how many people are out there looking for for prostitutes. Maybe you start doing more arrests. I mean, I don't know what was going on there. That's but so the crazy. fact that he, the fact that he could operate for that many years and that many people means that they didn't have the patrols out there to clean it up. Mm-hmm. They and, just and didn't have the people to clean up the streets. And really, the head guy, not the detective that ran this for so long, he seemed like a person that truly, truly cared. But the head guy, I guarantee you, he's like, we're not spending all this money on a bunch of prostitutes. And he was the but one that the was problem. constantly like, nope, we're done. We're done. We're done. Right. Like, and he would take everyone but off it, of it. It's not about the prostitutes, right? Like, so like what, what, um, um, what's his name? Freaking, he did what he did in New York in the 90s. Giuliani. Oh, yeah. Right. When he was the, 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 the prosecutor. No, it wasn't a prosecutor. He was the, the state the attorney. District attorney. The district attorney, right? Um, he cleaned up the streets. He, he cleaned up. You know, the, he, he put more, you know, stricter rules and guidelines on strip clubs where it was like a shit show back in the in New York in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Prostitute. I mean, New York was known as like, you don't want to go to New York. It's you're going to get stabbed if you go to New York. Yeah. Right. And prostitution and all these other things like like we said, we're not here to judge sex no, workers. No. We're not here to judge prostitution. Um, but I think society judged that, society so they did does, not care. But but it's not that, right? I think there is a safe way to do this. I think when people accept that 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 prostitution and sex work and 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 you know doing whatever you want with your body is is okay and it's normal in certain situations. Um, that it doesn't have to be tied to drugs. It doesn't have to be tied to slavery because a lot of these women are kidnapped, mm-hmm. right? Young women, sex trafficking, sex trafficking. Like if, if it doesn't have to be tied to this dirty, uh, dark underworld, right? And when you realize that, that it can be its own money-making machine, its own, you know, it can have its elegance, kind of like what San Francisco has done with like these peep shows, right? Oh, Whatever yeah. these little, like it's 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 you go in there and you. And it's it's they've made it classy as 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 classy as 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 stripping in in a private viewing booth can be. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, I know it's getting a little weird, but I'm just saying, like, if, if you normalize it, it doesn't have to be tied to drugs. Yes. It doesn't have to be tied to the mafia. It doesn't have to be. It could be its own thing that it's 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 a class of its own that there is only certain individuals. You're like registered. That enjoy this. Right. So like Las Vegas, right? It doesn't have to be illegal. It doesn't have to be tied to all this, right? If you can do that, which takes a long time, right? Because there's this country who's based on, on morals and Puritans. And, and Puritans <laughs> that's not going to happen overnight. But um, if you can normalize that and, and legalize it and make it to where these girls don't have to be out there on the streets, um, then things will change. But obviously they didn't do that and they couldn't do that, especially at that time. But what they could do is clean up the streets. Yeah. Going back to Giuliani, what he did is he said, okay, so I'm going to clean up the streets because maybe it's not prostitution that's the problem, but it's everything else that comes with it. 
it's the it's like you said the sex trafficking it's the drugs it's the mafia tied to it whatever so because i can't separate the two then i have to clean it up and if they had done that i'm not saying i'm not trying to vic the uh, i'm not trying to blame the Victim, victims yeah but at the end, it's the world. It's the world that was created. Yes. They created a world where this guy could operate, obviously. Yes. Unknown. Un, I mean, uninterrupted. When you're talking about 71 murdered women and no one had a fucking clue. Yeah. You're, the, the system has failed. Yes. This guy wasn't a genius. I think he no. did evade the police. He was smart enough to evade the police. You do something long enough. You learn how to get away you with get it. get really good at it. And you get really good at it. The only way you do that is if you are allowed to. Now, the other part is the police, society, didn't give a fuck about these women. Yeah. You couldn't get away with that today. No. Not only because of technology, not because of all the cameras everywhere, but I do believe that there are enough people that care enough about these yeah. people, whether they're sex workers, whatever it is, that someone would stand up. The sisterhood would stand up. Like someone would stand would up, like, That's just like the horrible. women of Juarez. Yes. That episode that we talked about, the women of Juarez, where all these thousands. I mean, you're talking about seventy-one. Oh my god. We're talking thousands in yes. Mexico. We're talking thousands a year. What wasn't oh it like? Gosh. Wasn't it at one point where there was like, like ten women a day were being murdered? Yeah. For a whole year, ten oh women, god. up to ten to twenty women a day were missing, mur being murdered, being found dead. That's insane. So we're comparing Mexico, a third world country, basically, to Washington in the 80s and 90s. Oh they were gosh. allowed to operate. That's the reason why he was able to get away with this for so long. So maybe, like I said, I don't want to, you know, Monday quarterback this thing, whatever, but maybe they were going after the wrong thing. Maybe if they had focused on not allowing this system to continue mm -hmm. the way it was going on, maybe they would have stopped him. Yeah. But, you know, nonetheless, at the end of the day, this guy is to blame. Gary yeah. Ridgway is the real serial killer. No one else is at fault, you know, yeah, obviously. Yeah, he's a psycho. There was just, there were a lot of things we could have done to prevent him from getting to 71. Catch, oh my God, so what going, a psycho. Going back to what I said, is like they said only three women, they believe only three of those 49 that he was tried for, mm -hmm. he killed while he was with his third wife. Yeah, and he said that he had stopped, but then that's when he could But then you're like, how is there 71? So from that is like, they only said that three from the 49 he got convicted, convicted of. of. Oh. So the 71, the the rest of them, right? Do the math, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, subtract 49 from 71. The rest of those, who knows when he killed them? They don't really talk about that. They don't yeah, really mention Yeah, that's like it. 20 missing women. Were some of those during that time that they just didn't catch? Were some of them during the time when he was with her? The weirdest thing that she said, I know she divorced them eventually, nine years after he got caught. I get it. She wanted to stay by his side. They were very religious. Um, but, you know, at least she divorced them. <laughs> at least she and saw I the think light. Also, she, um, because it wasn't until he pled guilty. So she stood by him like she's like, no. He this was still is. telling, yeah. And then when she said when he, because he had to stand in front of the judge, and they said, did you kill this person? He said, guilty. Yeah. Guilty. So he had to do that 49 times. Oh, yep. and, and that's oh. when she said, uh, when okay. she saw him say that. And then, unfortunately, they also did got sued. Did he plead guilty to all of them? Yeah. He, he just did, it, huh? That's why he, then, he got life and he didn't get and death And he didn't get the penalty. death penalty. Yeah. And um, 
he went on a on a on a like a a freaking uh, a viewing show, right? Where yeah. he just talked about every single thing he had done, and he went and and showed the police every single location. Well, I don't know about every location, but all the locations yes. he remembered. And that he was part loved of the, it. That was part yes. of the deal, right? And he was happy. He was like, "Oh, and they're over here, and this is where she did this. this is where I dumped her, and this is where I did." And this very is, matter ooh. of fact, yeah, like just like yeah, just turn left up what, here. Yeah, like oh, and I there was five bodies was there. It was, it was he is weird, just weird. So this is something weird. I can't, I can't hate this lady for this. I can't even be upset about it. I can't even judge her. I don't understand it. I could never put myself in that mindset. But she said, well, at least I feel like because of me, less women were murdered. That's an actual quote oh. because she feels like when he was with her that he didn't go out and kill as many people. And I mean, it is proven that as far yeah. as we know that from the ones he was convicted now out of the 71 that ended up, you know, he didn't get convicted for all 71. He just happened. Part of the, the plea was that, look, we're at 79. I mean, we're at 49. You're going to fucking go to jail for you're going to go life. to prison for yeah. life. That's enough. But he admitted to mm-hmm. 71. So who knows how many out of the total 71 he killed and still, after. They're still researching it because one thing that they t- had him move to Colorado because, you know, Colorado has the major, major prison. Maximum security. Yeah. Isn't that where El Chapo is at? Yeah, that's where all the big names are at. So they put him in there and there was such an outcry from victims that said, no, bring him back because we're not done. There's 20 missing women and so the families of who they suspect, so they wanted him brought back so that he would be easily ex, um, assess, accessible. accessible by lawyers and contracting. Uh, yeah, contracting. <laughs> um, because this this is an ongoing thing because they want their answers. They're not happy with just like there's like yeah. anyone that was missing at that time. They're trying to figure out was that you? Yeah. And so they had to bring him back. I mean, that's how. So this is in our lifetime. We may hear this number could go up. You know, it's just. Well, it happened. It happened with someone else. Yes. Who you actually were the one that turned me on to this guy. Yeah, I think it was it was just in like last year. He he actually died. Um, So he was coming down. Did he he die Um, or he's just old? He was old. So he just died knows? recently, though. Yeah, right? like, 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 um, I think like New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, right, like, yeah, um, the like seriously, um, but he, so he was this guy who was in and out, in and out, and in he and was, out. and he was a black dude. He's a black dude, which, which, which goes against against the whole serial killer thing. Yeah, yeah, and so he, and it turns out that he's the most. He is the most perfectly. He says ninety-one, and he has, and again, he went after prostitutes. Because they were easily, that no one was looking for them. He could draw pictures. Um, so there, yeah. that's an active, ongoing FBI investigation. Still, yeah. They have a website where they have his drawings. So it's like, if this is your mother, or if, do you know this person? Because that's how he got the 91. So he died having, he is the number one killer if, that's, if that's something you want yeah he really is and and we would never have known he was do not we know si- if he was in the military i i want to say no because he was they never mentioned it they were he was so in and out 
Yeah. Um. So he was. Oh, I so, see. In you know, prison, yeah. he, he was like. And still, he found a way. Yeah, like when he was out, he was just killing people, and then he would go That's go insane. in. And then ninety-one. I women. think when he realized I'm old, I'm dead. They're never gonna like uh, the. He, they will die. These secrets so will die with me. What does that say? You know, well, uh, to kill people. And try to get away with it. It's not easy, Mm-mm. right? Especially now. But yeah, even, now. even 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 back then, right? That's not that's not yeah. a normal thing. Like these seventy one, ninety one. That's not normal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even fifty, thirty. That's not normal. Fourteen. Richard Ramirez. That yeah. was not normal either. Mm-mm. But what does this say about society when mm-hmm. the highest killers only killed women? Mm-hmm. And prostitutes, people of another class that people don't care about. Normal yes. people don't care about. Yes. What does that say about society? That is it the? F- are we going to admit that these guys are geniuses and amazing nope. and better than our law enforcement, better than technology? They beat us all. They have low IQs. Or does it say that we don't care about? We do not care about women. Women or in a, or anyone women, but women anyone, in a lower class. Anyone in this lower. But specifically, um, women, with, so yes. like if there's a uh, if there's a male prostitute and a woman prostitute, they're both pretty low because in society, and I'm not saying I'm saying that I'm saying society f- feels like they are of a lower class because they're prostitutes. They're selling their bodies, right? Uh, but even then, women are of a lower class. Women prostitutes are of the lowest class, is what I'm understanding. Yes, I and think I'm that. not saying that. I think that. The evidence shows the that. The evidence shows that. I I believe that, you know, just like, you know, everyone always says, oh, you're a stripper. You must have daddy issues, you know. I do think that there is something going on there psychologically when you decide to do that with your with your body, whether it's stripping or, or, or prostituting. But it's come to a point where I think history, this is why I love history, right? If you learn history, you learn about society, right? I think that we're going back to an age where, prostituting stripping and just sex work and all that was so bad and so looked down upon that you know those people could not be normal in society and so these killers went for these people and so they could get away yeah with murder because they went for the lowest of society what society thinks is lowest but then if you go back to the roman times who we claimed like whoa these guys were geniuses they they invented democracy they invented Mm -hmm. what 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 our 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 um, republic is based on like this is what we base a lot of our 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 political views on they were amazing people caesar and all these and yet the romans were a very sexual people Mm -hmm. they were very open right they were almost very liberal Mm -hmm. if you will with that they were okay with this this wasn't looked uh, down upon yeah as much where they had bath houses things like that yeah. right and so what does that say about our puritan society mm-hmm. you know the is it now i'm not taking away anything from these killers these killers are bad people but maybe if our society had higher not higher like it thought didn't think so low of these people yeah maybe we'd care enough to where this would have stopped that 10, 20, whatever technology allowed us to, mm-hmm. instead of 71. Oh, because absolutely. We would have cared more about them regardless 
of their job. And I'm sorry, this also goes to like not to make it a man hater thing, but how ma- like how many of the people that could have enforced or or made a better life or enforced the laws were also customers. So they're like, well, the yeah. more of them that are dead is the least likely they're going to tell on me. It's right. like all the senators, like how many senators have been caught with prostitutes? I know. When they're they're like, oh, you know, and it's the Epstein thing. You know, because it would be one thing, it would be a beautiful thing if we could say, oh, you know, there's this person who is 30 years old. She's beautiful. She chooses to, um, you know, she's registered. Much she's a like sex worker. Right. She's a sex worker. That would be a beautiful thing, but it would not end on there. Unfortunately, it's it's the gross people that want children and is, you know, and and the men who are protecting them. And then we get into the Epsteins of the world. So it's like, yeah, it would be great. Like one, one part of this pie would be to, um, to legalize sex workers in a responsible way. Like why is it legal in Las Vegas or in Nevada? Right. I, I think like, the, uh, that was pushed through, through the mafia. Time. No, I understand. Yeah. I under, no, I, um, it's a, yeah. it's a rhetorical question. But that right? doesn't it's mean a historical question. Yeah, like, but that doesn't mean that all these ugly things are still not happening in Las Vegas. No, you're it right. It didn't you're get right. rid of all the problems. You're right. You're right. It didn't. Yeah, you're right. So, like when you hire a prostitute, there is a very good chance that that person is, um, is being held against their will. It is not someone who says, "Oh, I love." Yeah, this that's life. that sucks. Of course, it's, it's true. But I mean, to the point where, okay, so the Bunny Ranch in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm was so popular and so normal uh-huh. in a way that HBO had a reality TV show about it. Yeah. And that that's be, how normal yes. that is. The owner of that ranch and, you know, his wife, I don't know if it's like second, third, fourth, fourth, mm-hmm. I can't imagine, but whatever. Oh, I don't actually, I don't even think he's married, but I think he has like a special relationship with like the madam of the, sh- of the mm-hmm. show. And then he's got like, he's like Hugh Hefner, right? Hugh Hefner was a legal like he was technically yeah. dating three freaking girls at one time, and we made a reality show, show about, about it. it. Yeah, that's not. I'm not trying to shame these girls. I don't care. I'm okay with that. Go girl, you make yeah. your money. But that's essentially not much different from the guy who runs the bunny ranch, and he's dating a lot. Of, he's got his like top girls, right? If that's what they those girls choose yeah, to do, they that choose to do it. If they enjoy, they get pleasure mm-hmm. out of it. It's like, no, he's not abusing me. He's not using me. I enjoy. The, I, I, that's mm-hmm. the type of person I am. I enjoy having sex with him, and I get money out of it. It's also my career, and I also have sex with other people legally, right? Yeah. To the point where HBO, HBO, who mm-hmm. now HBO Max is going to be showing most of theaters' movies, movies that would have been in theaters in 2021 mm-hmm. so what i'm saying it's mainstream hollywood yeah hbo is mainstream hollywood and they were showing a tv show a reality show based on the bunny ranch which is based on legalized prostitution yeah. right so if you could make everything like that yeah where it's so normal you're like hey to each your own buddy mm-hmm. you know just like like gay marriage just like anything else just like it's not about what I feel. It's not what what I think. It's not what about I like. It's about what you like. It's the freedom yeah. 
to do that, right? But someone just like smoking marijuana or doing drugs, doing harm to yourself, mm-hmm. people will allow you to eat all the sugar in the world mm-hmm. and die of a fucking heart attack. We are one of the fattest nations in the world and nobody gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. But yet somebody wants to fucking tell you what m- natural herb you can smoke. But yet tobacco, which has all this nicotine, all these unnatural things in mm-hmm. it is okay because someone paid the politicians. Yeah. Alcohol, which has b- claimed more lives than marijuana, is legal while marijuana is not. Prostitution, while it's the most natural thing in the world to people having sex, mm-hmm. is illegal. I get it. The Puritans, they don't want everything else that's well, attached I, to it. I, here's the thing. I, will get, I'm, I see what all you're saying, but I cannot... Um, like, I would not want one person here to be like, oh, it's fine to call a prostitute. No, no, no. I'm it not, is yeah, not. No, you're no, right. What, you're because right. the prostitutes that we have now are 90% of them sex slaves. There's, there's a lot. Yes. There's, but, so and don't that's get, what I'm saying. Don't, don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. <laughs> no, no. We don't have a system. We don't have a system There's no at system all. in place right now. I'm not there's saying There's one that. place. There's one place that might the, do it right. The, 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 the rest of it yeah, is, at, at, is at the, disgusting. Because yeah, at the Bunny Ranch, these girls have a, 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 a W-2 or a W... Yeah, a 1099. A 1099. Okay. Yes. This girl. So if they have a 1099, it's legal and they're paying their taxes. Yes. And it's but that's can so be a beautiful, no, empowering thank you, thing. And thank you for saying that, because you're right. That is not we're not saying to go out there because you're if you do that, you're support just like right now. If yes. you buy drugs illegally, you're supporting the cartels. Mm-hmm. If you go out there and do and, and, and solicit a prostitute, there is a good chance that you are soliciting from the mafia, whether it's because there's a lot of Russian ties. To, to prostitution out here. Um, believe it or not, like the Russians have the, the they own the prostitution ring, right? Yeah. There's a lot of ties to the Mexican mafia too. In, yes. in other words, if uh, you're buying illegal drugs or prostitution, you're probably giving into the mafia and there's a good chance that a lot of these women are have been kidnapped or are sex slaves. There's a lot of sex trafficking. So yes, that, I'm not saying yeah. that at all. I'm saying as far as a society goes, we We've need gotta to change, change that because yes. the way to change the process, the, just just like legalizing marijuana, is going to change the way the cartels work, and 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 hopefully it changes the violence. It gets rid of a lot of that stuff because it becomes a real market. And unfortunately, the cartels are smart enough that they will be the ones in the business. Right? They're not dumb. If it becomes legal, like here in Arizona in March, when we start selling marijuana for you know, mm-hmm. for recreational purposes, just know that the cartels are going to be involved, except for it's going to be legal now. Just like mm-hmm. when Al Capone <laughs> was peddling alcohol and when it was illegal during Prohibition, as soon as it became legal, don't get it twisted. The same people that were pushing illegally, that were the mafia, that were killing people, said, great, I don't really want to kill people. I don't really want to run from the cops. But we made all this money while it was illegal during Prohibition. And now that it's legal, guess what? We're going to get in the game. So the same people that were in the mafia doing illegal shit during Prohibition were the same people that became rich and famous after it became legal. So the same thing will happen with marijuana and that's okay. You got to let bygones be bygones. The mafia is going to be involved, but at least it's going to be legal. 
Mm-hmm. Just saying, like, they're not dumb. So if you legalize any kind of drugs, the people that were doing it, that the people that were running the show when it was illegal are probably going to be the ones running the show when it's legal. Except yeah. for now, you can't put them in jail. Yeah. And, and whatever. If that stops the violence, that's okay. So the same thing with prostitution, the same thing with sex workers. If it's going to be legal, unfortunately, the same people that were involved with it when it was illegal is probably going to be legal. Now, the last 15 minutes, we went off topic. We did. But I love it because that's what this whole fucking show's about. And I know that we've got two more episodes. We've got one more. Um, oh, fucking A. What is that called? Uh motivation alley yeah and it's gonna be an amazing show uh and then we've got our final one on february 2nd which is our just our finale it's not a it's not any kind of special show it's not any it's just our finale we're gonna cover the rest of the the season two we'll talk about what's uh season three is gonna bring so that's gonna be another awesome show don't miss out on that but i'm glad we finished on this note with the whole point of fallen 360 Mm -hmm. when i first started this it wasn't a podcast it was a it was just a a freaking social media page, right? Fallen 360 means we cover, it's everything. 360 is the whole fucking shebang, the whole circle, mm-hmm. right? Fall in, as you know, if you were in the military, that's the way to get all your attention. Fall in, motherfuckers. I want to talk to you guys about something, and here it is. And so there, for me, there's no better way to finish the season, especially with each individual show, than, you know, I think we, we covered one of the most prolific serial killers of all times who happened mm-hmm. to be in the military. Oh, of course. Happened to be a veteran, uh, the Ridgeway Killer, Gary Ridge, or I'm sorry, the Green River Killer, the you know Gary Ridgeway, and um, and then we put a little spin on it at the end, and we we kind of <laughs> talked about our own our, our own so feelings and yes. thoughts and and society and everything else, and so um, um, I love it. Uh, this is yeah. why I do. This is why I love this show. <laughs> we get, we get to express our feelings and emotions, and you know if we if we never make an ounce of money from this show if we don't get popular from the show if we don't get on hot wings that's my whole goal (laughs) get on hot wings yeah um you know then the only the other thing is that you know we got to talk yes we got to talk and we got to share emotions and if this becomes kind of like a little storyline for our kids to go one day go back and listen to and say oh our parents were a little fucking wacky (laughs) but at least we know what their thoughts were you know, mm-hmm. it's like us recording our thoughts and then then it was worth it. You mm-hmm. know, if that's if that's if that's what we get out of it. But um, but that's not where I want to end. I want to keep going. I want to fucking I want to aim for the fucking stars, mm-hmm. you know, so we're going to get better. Uh, we're going to cover better subjects. So season three, just like season two was even better than season one. Yes. Season three is going to be even more oh am- amazing. Amazing. Amazing than this. <laughs> so I am very happy. I am very proud of what we've done with season two. Um, this is our last, uh, you know, dishonorable mention oh, of season two. Worst. And we ended with a good one. Yes. Uh, but um, enough of that shit. Make yes. sure you stay tuned after the show for our sponsors who were, by the way, amazing, man. During COVID, during all this fucking bullshit 2020 year and you know, part of 2021. I mean, what a, what an amazing group of fucking sponsors we had. So give a, you know, go visit their websites, listen to the freaking ad after the show and, and go buy some shit from them. If not, just go on their social media pages and say, Hey, we heard about you guys on Fallen 360. We love you guys. Thank you for being sponsors. 
um thank you guys uh we will see you next week we, we next week <laughs> next week which we will have an amazing person a motivational speaker we're gonna finish strong uh-huh. with season uh two yes. and then uh you know just wait for the finale on uh february 2nd enough said guys i can't wait so for crystal i want to be a prostitute <laughs> Brady, i'm outside the wire wire you guys take it easy <laughs> love you are you all ready to up your drinking game Absinthe-Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs! This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot. Uh, <clears throat> no, nope, that's all wrong. Hold on. Catino is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What nope. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Catino Sauce Company. Catino? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, verde, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is Ghost. It makes my butt burn. (laughs) You gotta act fast though, because they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit CatinoSauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Catino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be. Buy the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. What you drinking? My favorite drink ever. Pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. And did you know that Sweet's Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Um, Where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-based donuts. Yum. What else do they got? 
They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donut, stop believing! Have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ? Well, let me tell you about them. They are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC was created in 2018 by our good friend Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, this guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. VVC AZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and ValorsVeteransCommunityAZ.org.